Dude, do you want to open that I door? I bring him from home each time. I'm not getting internet for some reason. You say you're not getting internet? Yeah, it's not. Would like you to open the door? Yeah, to see if that's <laughs> if that's the issue. Good okay, question. <laughs> yeah, man, the internet's not getting through the door. <laughs> okay, it's coming up. It slows it slows it down. It's like waves. It comes through. Like if you. Yeah. Are you, being, are you, you ever been listening right to the radio <laughs> and like then the door shuts and the radio s- slows down? <laughs> are you being serious right now? No. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, man. Welcome, everybody, to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the octagon, to my right... Colby Peterson. John Miles. And special guest, guest Ashley Wolfius. Pretty close. Wolfius. And our <laughs> our longest running sponsor. Yeah. Wolfius. Wolfius. <laughs> there Sorry, you go. Wolfius. Yep. There you go. Yes, longest running sponsor. On today's show, we're going to talk with Ashley. We're going to sit down and talk with Ashley about... Being national delegate and some affordability stuff, right? Uh, we'll yeah, also if you be talking know, with Ashley. Was the she was a Bernie delegate? Yep, to the DNC. Yep, four years ago. Bernie Bros, what's up? So that was in <laughs> Philadelphia. Uh, this next one will be in July in Milwaukee. Right. Yeah. I'm just teasing it, guys. Come Go on. Brewers. Yeah, we're helping. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll also be talking with Katie Matheson. Uh, give you that legislative update. Uh, we'll be doing some pinkies up, thumbs down. But first, what's the hap haps? John, yeah, you do it well. <laughs> <laughs> my my kids have been throwing up and uh, they've had diarrhea. I like how he didn't bring that up until now. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah, well, yeah, right. He was like, "Don't worry, guys, I'm not contagious. I, I might, might not be contagious. I might feel myself getting sick right now." <laughs> mm. You're lucky there's a mic between us. I'm gonna hold it up like this. It's gonna stop germs from spreading to you. Barely. You're welcome. Jeez. Oh no, but the other thing. Guess what? So. I got tickets now to go see Rage Against the Machine in August. Shut up! Where? New York? Madison Square Garden. Get out of here! August 10th? Yeah, that's the one. Get out of here! Me too! (laughs) You're going to that? Are you fucking That's crazy! Nice. Oh my god. Wow. Oh my god, did we just become best friends? (laughs) Yeah! Oh my god. Okay, so I'm going to that in August. (laughs) And then uh, in September, I'm going to Roger Waters. Which I just know is I don't know. It's be good. You don't know exactly what the show's gonna be, but it's gonna be like he's political. Gonna, he's gonna protest anti Trump. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I feel like by November I'm gonna be ready to start a riot. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. dude. Yes. That's what I'm doing. I'm gearing up oh for for a good November. Where are you sitting? I don't oh God, know. Oh God, I'm gonna have to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, man! That's, That's funny. So crazy. Because I was on. Uh, what was it? What did they open on Monday? No, they opened on thir- the thirteenth. They opened on the thirteenth. And so I was sitting on my phone just like really updating, looking updating, in New updating, York, updating. That's yeah. going to be the show to be at. Well, I was looking actually. Originally, we wanted uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, right? Yeah, right, right. The Glendale show. But um, I think the, the New York ones came open first. And my brother lives in New York. He's a huge Rage fan. Mm. And so he's like, hey, I'm getting these for this day. So he got he got four. We got four tickets to that show on Monday. And then he's got. Uh, uh, floor floor seats. What general admission? Yeah, right? 
for the Tuesday show. So he's going Monday, oh. and then he'll be going back Tuesday. So I was like, wow. Dude's got commitment and money. It's, that, those were it's gonna be worth it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Run the jewels is coming with. Run the jewels. In. I know. I was like, what? I gotta see we, that. We gotta go see Killer Mike, I have to right? See that. Dude, give me that. Give you what? Here, I'll, I'll I'll take it. Oh. Okay. But dude, that <laughs> that is gonna be. So uh, yeah, that was me. What nice. About you guys? Nice. Dude, it's gonna be. I'm I'm like jealous now. Like you I, should be. I wanna I wanna go too, but I won't be able. Yeah. Why not? It's I got Because the internet doesn't make it through the door. <laughs> 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 Callback, JC peeps, you weren't privy to that. Yeah, well, maybe they might be. That was a weird... <laughs> <laughs> that was very boomer of you. Anybody else, though? Like, what you guys been doing? Hmm. Yeah, I, I wasn't here last week. I had some parenting to do. Tell us about it. Oh, my gosh. Spill your private details. It was one of those times where... I had to go and sit on the other end of a couch, right, <laughs> to my son's uh, courting. Like, he's trying to court this girl, I guess. I oh, it's like, I don't know how I didn't to, know like, it was 1890, right on. This is like this. some, yeah, some no, custom, an arranged Shut marriage. Up. Yeah, I don't know. No, you know what? You're helping your kid just, court his girlfriend with her no, parents. No, 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 no. That's not it Everybody at all. That understands weird. what you're talking about. You guys pull about. up in a no, horse and carriage. He too? did. Look, we were gone. We went to Wendover. Okay, look. Uh, this is all I'm going to say about this: is we went to Wendover last weekend. She got pregnant. And we. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> no, we went to Wendover and we got a call at two o'clock in the morning Ooh. from the parents, and that and that is where we were like, <laughs> oh. So then that that's Sunday, bad. we made our son go apologize about everything that happened the night before. Oh. So. That's kind of it. Oh, but, I yeah. hope he listens and you tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. That's all we'll get to. Asher, what have you been doing? You don't anything good this week? Uh, I just got back into town. I've been out of town for a little bit. So. Oh. Did you go on vacation or I is did. this work? Yeah. No, just vacation. Did you guys go somewhelike school? Yeah, we went to Kauai for oh, two weeks. Nice. So, yeah. It that's was like, uh it was long overdue. Yeah. Amazing. That's like epitome vacation. What's Kwa- what's Kauai? Kauai, the Kauai. island of Hawaii. Oh, okay. Oh, in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, I don't know. That's yeah. okay. I I'd never been there before. Yeah, I haven't so been to nice. that one either. It was my first time. That's like fun. remote Hawaii, isn't it? Um, It's the furthest one north. So, yeah, it's yeah. more remote. Yeah. It's a lot more expensive. That's for how sure. Do you, oh, how do you, you get there? Don't they have to like fly you or did you take a boat? No, you just fly. It's just a regular island. It's not one of like, it's not like the forbidden island or anything, but... Um, They've got inner island airlines. Mm-hmm. Don't you have to take like yes. a small, real small plane? Yeah, no, but they do I, it all the time. It's small, but it's not like a puddle jumper. It's oh, an okay. airplane. So you just fly to Oahu on on a big plane, and then you get off and take, it's like a 30-minute flight. Hmm. All right. That's not the one with the volcano, is it? No, that's Hawaii. Oh. You know, I like oh. puddle jumper. I like that. I think I'm going to start calling like Europeans that. Like, like Kobe, <laughs> no reason. At no, all. well, you like know, like Colby? the whole. You know, yeah. the whole like, <laughs> <laughs> so do you the mean way? white people? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that when I did Ancestry.com, bunch of puddle jumpers, <laughs> like 99 percent Northern European. So yeah, pretty white. Yeah. See? What's the one percent? You dirty puddle jumper. You know, they just had to like, they they couldn't they couldn't say. Definitively, well, we'll leave the door open. Yeah. Just in case, just in case we're a little wrong. Was it other? Yeah. 1% other? Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah. It's whatever. 
Nice. But, yeah, I've always heard that Kauai is really nice. I uh, heard that it's it's a lot more, like Dan said, a little bit more remote. There's a lot more uh, jungle to sea mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not as developed as Oahu. And so it's Well, ch- no, it's, for sure not Oahu. It's, it's I mean, chill. yeah, Oahu's great on the North Shore, but Honolulu sucks. Yeah. So. It sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah. It's just uh, so it's full of people. It's a big city. It's like yes. going to LA in like the 80s. Yeah, it's, North Shore, there's like nothing there. I mean, there's just houses. I mean, there's yeah, people. there's like one hotel on the North Shore, but Honolulu is just a really big city. Yeah. So it's a big city that happens to be on an island, but it's still a big city, which sucks. Yeah. Um, Pearl Harbor is fantastic, though, and I feel like everybody should go to Pearl Harbor yeah. at one point in their life. Um, mm-hmm. So I would never say to skip Oahu, but I love Oahu on the North Shore. Mm-hmm. Just Me yeah. too. I spent like two weeks on the North Shore and loved it. Yeah, loved the North Shore. So, Wow. Yeah, I've only been to Maui. That's it. Maui. Yeah, Maui's Maui. really slow going. It's chill over mm-hmm. there. Like there's no, there are no big cities over there. It's never been. Can't say that I've ever been that way. Hmm. You should go to Hawaii. Be a puddle jumper. Be a puddle jumper. <laughs> I don't know that I could do that. <laughs> you know, my, my favorite phrase was from last week, rhetorical freedom. Yeah. Dude, Dan Matthews is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that was good. Rhetorical freedom. Rhetorical freedom, yeah. Band name. What did you do? Wait, did we get what, through what Kobe did? No, uh, what did I do? Um, I worked a lot this week, and then uh, we did the D- the DNC delegate training yesterday, and um, that was a good time. So I'm glad that we're gonna I'm glad that we're gonna talk about this today about the. That, this seems very relevant. Yeah, yeah, because like I said, we just went through that training yesterday, so I have a, a, a much better grip on how it actually works. Because before yesterday, I had really no idea about how any of this works, how you become a national delegate. I didn't even try in 16. Well, yeah, and so for people who don't know, let's talk about just, like, the bare bones of the delegates. Like, people probably don't even know that, like, we elect people from the county to go to the national from convention. From the district. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry. But, yeah, from the from the area, mm-hmm. they go and they, they vote for us in the, the national convention. So, um, and, and people heard about superdelegates, which was a whole separate thing. I mean, superdelegates aren't even a thing this year, right, Colby? Yeah. They are, but, I mean, the only way that it could... So they don't get to vote on the first ballot. Those are the new rules. So whoever... So long as there's not a brokered convention, superdelegates will not ple- have a have a say, really, in mm. what goes on this time around. Right. Because the nomination will be, will be decided on the first ballot because presumably whoever wins the primary will have gotten the 1,900 delegates, I think is the number, right? I don't know the exact S- something number, but like it's that. about that. Yeah. yeah, they need like 1,900-something delegates to be the nominee. And so, so if, if somebody gets that, then superdelegates don't get a vote. But if they don't, then if somebody doesn't get the nomination on the first ballot, then superdelegates can vote in the second ballot. But so the part that kind of confused me, maybe you can help with this, Ashley, mm-hmm. is... Um, you were so so as you were running as a delegate you were saying you want to be a bernie delegate and if we're sending bernie delegates then we send me or was it how did that part work okay so you you first of all you start at the county level and you go to the county convention and you sign up to be a county delegate mm-hmm. right um or rather you you sign up to be a state delegate mm-hmm. so then you go to the state convention and at the state convention you you know, and I think you do it beforehand. It's been four years. It's a long four years. Yeah. Um, but you you announce your intention to run um, as a national delegate, right? And you are voted on at the state convention, <laughs> and by delegates that are in your congr- congressional district. So I did not represent just Ogden. I represented all of con- congressional district number one. Mm-hmm. Right. So we had. 
you got Davis County, you've got a chunk of Summit County, you've got all of the northern counties. Yeah, Morgan, yeah, so Box, Box Elder, Cash. Elder, Cash. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we had from CD1, the delegates are decided if I'm going to be a Bernie delegate or a, a Hillary delegate um, last time, was decided by the number of votes they received in the primary. So it was given proportionally, right? Yes, Depending it was given on... proportionally. So Congressional District 1, we were all Bernie delegates except for one. There was one Hillary delegate. Because it was like 80% Sanders up here, wasn't it? Yeah, it was crazy it close. Was, yeah, yeah, it not was crazy close, but crazy. It was over 80% yeah. up yeah. here. Yeah. So overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly Bernie. So um, there were two uh, female Bernie delegates. It's also divided by gender. Mm-hmm. So there were two female Bernie delegates, myself and um, Cheryl Butler, who was out of Park City. Um, we were the two that got elected. Um, there were, I'm trying to think, well, there were three male um, Bernie delegates, which was Oscar and Marcus and Nick, um, all Weber and Davis County. Mm-hmm. And then we had one Hillary delegate who was also from Park City. Um, so when you go to the state convention, you go into a room and the only people that are voting for you are the people that have decided that they want to support Bernie. So Hillary's delegates did not vote for me. Only Bernie's delegates voted for me. Okay. That's the part I was curious. Yeah. So you go into different rooms, you go down to the state convention and they say, okay, we're going to vote on who you're sending national delegates to represent Bernie and Hillary and the delegates choose which room they go into to vote for. Mm. Oh, I see. So, so even though maybe there were more people in the Hillary, they're only voting for one person, but over on the other side, they're voting for the five people or whatever. Well, and that's how it was too, is the Bernie room has this line of people trying to get through it where the Hillary room had like 20 people. in it. Yeah. That we also had more delegates. Yeah. Like John said, we had more delegates voting in the Bernie room because there were more people who had signed up to be um state delegates under bernie at yeah. least in congressional district one yeah um so then when you get to the room you can have flyers you can have information that you pass out to people you can do little campaigning um and then everybody gets an allotted amount of time it's quick like two three minutes um and yep. maybe that depends on how many people are running to be a national delegate we had a ton Mm-hmm. Of people run to be a national delegate, um, and a lot of the campaigning is kind of done before. Like, did you do the email through the delegate list or call those people? Yeah, or? I did, but I actually was endorsed from the campaign. Oh yeah, beforehand. yeah, that's a good way to so, do it. So made a big difference. That was a big difference for uh-huh. me. Um, a lot of people showed up and already knew, even if they didn't know me personally. A lot of people showed up and like from Logan. We had a lot of people from Logan um, show up, and they were like, "Oh, you've already been endorsed." from the campaign mm-hmm. um it was kind of you know a push so but i i still did i mean i didn't take that for granted i uh, and was that because of connections you'd made with people in the campaign that was just because um the campaign kind of officially saw me as like the ogden yeah um well yeah because you'd been involved though because i'd been involved on yeah. the campaign oh yeah. did you like host a watch party and all that stuff or do all the or, or were you like actually a part of the kind of, like so i wasn't like a, a paid i mean i was just a volunteer <clears throat> okay. um you know and especially with colby um he and i did a ton of calling events and we did phone banks right we Mostly did a ton for, of phone banks yeah and so you know you would you would put up a thing on the sanders website saying 
Ogden phone bank, we used, in fact, John was super helpful in 16 because we used the county party offices a lot. Mm -hmm. And we would just say, this Saturday from 10 to 12 or whatever, we'll be there making phone calls. And Utah was super late that year in the in the, the primary. We were like, when were we like in June or something? No, that, we weren't that late, but I want to say. It was like May? It could have been. No, I, it, it was, was for June. Sure. It was June. Was it It was June? way late. It was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was super late. So we yeah. had a lot of time to like put these together. And, and like Ashley said, we, we would just put those out on the on the website. People would show up. We'd call through phone banks. And then uh, and, and so people sort of that were running the campaign down in Salt no, Lake. No, we knew, were we were us. March. We were at the end of March. Where was it? I'm fair. This might be too much information, but I'm fairly certain I got pregnant that night. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that's not even a joke <laughs> my that's daughter's now beautiful. three She's and i'm fairly yeah. certain i got pregnant on that night i was really excited yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure she's beautiful but uh but like like ashley's saying like, just something about something about bernie campaign gets season it, gets, gets it me. going yeah <laughs> but but we did a lot of work for the campaign and so the folks in salt lake sort of knew us so when it became time to uh, nominate or uh, make endorsements. You know they're they're going through saying who are we going to nominate in these congressional districts or who are we going to endorse? And it was clear that like oh these. How people come it wasn't you? How come it wasn't? Uh, why was it Oscar not you? Uh, Hopi didn't run. Yeah, I didn't run. Yeah, because uh, people asked me, and at the time I didn't feel like I had the money to to go out to Philadelphia. Oh, to go do that. Yeah. And uh, I, I so I didn't. And I remember Oscar approached Fair. me saying, "Hey man, I want to run as a Bernie delegate. Can you put in a good word for the camp with?" to the campaign for me. And I was like, absolutely. And so I, I let them know like, Hey, I got this guy who, you know, you, you have, should consider. And they did endorse him, mm -hmm. didn't they? They yeah. did. And so he ended up getting the spot, went to Philadelphia. Nice. Yeah. And I do want to talk about what it was like at the convention, but I'm curious the, uh, the drama that came up about the superdelegates. And I, I remember that, uh, Peter Caroon was going around and telling people that, I don't know, they'd had to make these decisions. Did you feel any of that? Or you were just kind of in your own thing, not really having to worry about that part of it um you couldn't really go to the convention without feeling the drama uh-huh i wasn't involved um at the state level with any of our state reps i never felt anything negative from mm. anybody at the state level or at the county level or you know in our party level right. um i was also you know i was writing articles about my experience at the convention um in the ogden i know you had down on last week mm -hmm. but this was when michaela um, was overseeing it. Yep. She um, was a Bernie supporter mm -hmm. and was really interested in what was going on. And so she asked me to write like a daily summary um, that she posted on the Indie Ogden blog so that everybody back at home could kind of get a firsthand account oh, that's of right. what was happening. I remember that. Um, yeah. So I was writing articles about it. So I was busy kind of doing that, not focusing so much on the interpersonal drama as much as the overall drama it was a very emotional time um and not just for me i mean i was really pregnant by the time the national convention rolled around um which was at the end of the summer um but yeah it was it was an emotional it was an emotional time it was hard it was hard to be there um and not have the person that you worked so hard for getting the nomination I wasn't angry but it was very sad mm. and there was a lot of high emotions running we were there was anger though um there was anger that you know everybody kind of focuses on the Bernie delegates who walked out of the convention of which I was a member of mm -hmm. um a lot of people thought it was because we just hated Hillary so bad we didn't want to see her get the nomination and I can say that that's overwhelmingly not true 
Hmm. What the vast majority of us were angry about is that almost all of us, that and anyone that I spoke to that had this feeling was we were so afraid that Trump would win against Hillary. Hmm. And we all firmly believe that Bernie would have beat him. Hmm. And, and we were trying to show that, like, look, at if, if your own delegates are saying, don't take this for granted. Don't take this election for granted. Right. Listen He's to us. He's got momentum. Right, Bernie anyway. had momentum. He had independence. And this is something that I will always argue. Independence win elections. And he had independence. And everybody just kind of took for granted that, We'll know who, you know, she'll get the nomination and then everybody will vote her because nobody wants Trump. And they, they weren't. It didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. And so a lot of the anger was the fact that we felt like we had given them warnings and that we had been ignored. Hmm. And I think that was the anger. It wasn't so much a personal anger about Hillary. I mean, there were lots of people there that didn't like her, Hmm. just like there were a lot of Hillary delegates that didn't like Bernie. Mm -hmm. That was on both sides. But most of the anger came from the fact that there were warning signs and we wanted to make a statement so that the DNC would pay attention to these issues. But instead, it just kind of got, they're just, you know, Bernie bros. Right. They're being irrational. Mm -hmm. They're, yeah. What stuff that goes on that people don't really understand? um, And it's, it's really obvious. Like if you talk to anybody in the campaigns, they'll tell you this is what is happening. So the reason that Bernie wanted all of us there you know he asked after it was clear that he wasn't going to get the nomination he asked us all to come and for a lot of people his campaign helped finance their trip if they couldn't afford it and a lot of people would say well isn't that a waste of money and it's not because they're still negotiating Mm -hmm. the platform the the party platform Mm. and because yeah platform committee happens that happens at the the convention yeah and so what bernie wanted sorry like you can go to it you could have gone to the platform committee um, I think you had to be on the committee, but yeah. things were happening. Oh. Well, and there yeah, will, yeah, and right. there will be representatives from Utah. Yes, uh, that will be on the, the platform committee. I think those are at large, so that's statewide, right? Yes. And I think there might be like one or two something. Maybe it's only one I from see. Utah that will be on there. So somebody was, will be there, and, like and they're talking said, to us. Yeah. They're talking to us, and they're telling us what's happening. So oh, okay. I actually had friends on the Hillary campaign as well, oh, okay. um, and so they're kind of talking back and forth, and and. I don't know. There was a lot of conspiracy theorists in the last election. So I I made a comment one time on Facebook about how, you know, everybody was saying Bernie needs to drop out and become a, an independent and just run third party ticket. And I was like, that's he, he's not going to win. And what he cares about is the platform. Uh He wants these policies to get adopted. So he needs all of his delegates to show up because then he has this force. If it looks like none of his delegates showed up and we didn't even care enough to go to the convention, then why are they going to adopt his policies mm-hmm. in the platform? He needs to be like, look at, you've got 52% and I've got 48%. Don't ignore 48% of right. the party right. when mm-hmm. you're developing the platform. Mm-hmm. And so I mentioned something on Facebook like, hey, you know what? He's endorsing Hillary because one, he said he would. Two, because he wants her to beat Trump. Right. He doesn't doesn't want Trump. (laughs) He doesn't want Trump. And three, because in endorsing her, and a lot of people forget that Bernie campaigned for her after he didn't get the nomination mm-hmm. um, actively. Well, yeah, right. well, and it's campaign. come up in the past, in the, in the recent days, right? Yeah, it's because, coming up now. Because Clinton has come out a few times now. and has Yeah, nobody come, likes him. Yeah, nobody likes him, all that kind of stuff. And people brought that up. I was like, well, you know. Well, and people have been saying he should he and Tulsi should run on their own ticket or whatever. That's terrible But like idea. you say, it's an awful idea. It an is. independent candidate it, doesn't it, break 
You guarantee 10, Trump another four years. Never twenty yeah. no. percent. You just don't. It, and 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 that wasn't his point. I do. I think he wanted to be president. Yeah, but he was more concerned, at least from my perception, moving right. to the left, kind of thing. moving to the left. But getting these subjects, the things <clears throat> that he's fought for his entire career, mm-hmm. are now the key points being argued by every Democratic candidate. Yeah, yeah. and that's all because of Bernie. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he campaigned for Hillary. He want he legitimately wanted her to beat Trump, but he also wanted his policies adopted. And I mentioned something about that, and suddenly everybody was like, sending me private messages, is this true? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that she she was like keeping him in a basement dungeon or something. And I was like, no, no, this, that's not what, how it works. This is like basic. It's willful. This is basic. Like it's willful. He, in, he endorses her so that she adopts some of his policies to appease his followers. Right. Um, well, and even that, uh, the walkout is sort of a demonstration of that power. It's like, you can have us come here and be supportive in your convention, or you can have us walk out and protest. Yeah, and you know what? I never watched recordings of the convention. I never saw how they presented it on TV versus how we saw it live. Uh-huh. So I don't know if what we saw is what the audience saw, but I'm fairly certain there were some things that you would have had to have seen like when we shut down some of the military leaders that were speaking, like the de- um, uh-huh. Secretary of Defense, or I can't even remember who it was, that they were booing him so loud he had to stop uh-huh. because he was talking about, you know, war. And there were so many, like, anti-war type people there that they absolutely shut him down. That made a message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sent a message to the DNC. So um, being being at the convention is super important, but not always just for the obvious reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. So So shifting gears, what do we what can we look forward forward to? Like what's it shaping up to be? Because like I'll be honest, I haven't been paying too close attention. I mean, I saw that Bernie and Pete have the same Amount of delegates Bougers right now. has sorry? like one more than one Sanders. More, like so, it's 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 a tie right now. But Super Tuesday is where a ton of the numbers start right. coming and in. Right, and so so yeah, if you want to be a delegate, the the thing to watch is the Super Tuesday numbers, right? So we vote as a state on March third. Um, once those numbers are tallied, that's how it's going to break out for how many delegates for each camp. Yeah, so it's our primary that's going to determine how many delegates. Um, are, are Go being to each sent. candidate. And I'm not exactly sure how where it's so contested right now with so many different candidates still oh. in. I don't know how that'll break it up. So if at the end they're n- like they drop out, I don't know what happens to their Do they become at large or whatever? So so from what I understand from yesterday, the training that Sasha Lux Morgan from the Young Democrats of Utah gave us, she said that once you file, so you can you can file for a national delegate spot, I think on March third, the day of the primary. And then you have until like March 27th to switch which campaign you want to be you support. Yeah, because you can move based on who stays in and who gets out. But I think you're right. Like there is a mechanism beyond that. If somebody drops out after that, you have the ability to then switch and say, okay, this. Because like she said, the, the delegates are, we have the certain amount number of delegates that the DNC already knows that we're awarded, right? And then based on the percentage of the vote, this is what, you know, this is where these people get it. So the last time in CD1, Sanders got 80% of the vote, so he got five of the six delegates or whatever it ended up being. Mm -hmm. By the time you get to a state convention, it's 
it's pretty much narrowed down to two candidates. I mean, you might have another one in there, but but by the time you're actually electing the national delegates at the state convention, it's kind depending of, on when they had the state convention. I mean, in in it, twenty it does depend. Yeah, last time um, we had states like California who hadn't even voted yet mm-hmm, at is, the time of our state convention, and which is huge. Which is why California is now. A Super Tuesday state. A Super Tuesday yeah, state right. because, yeah. Um, but no, you know, the convention's cool. If uh, if people are interested, I would definitely tell them to run. Mm-hmm. Do you do it again? Are you planning on doing it again this year? You know what? I don't, I don't know. I haven't decided. Um, I wasn't thinking I was going to. Um, you know, I hope that we get a lot of interest. I, I do. And I, I don't have my heart set on it because I have had that experience. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, I'd be wanting to go um, when Bernie gets the nomination. Right. Because um, I am definitely still a Bernie supporter. Um, so it would be fun, but I'd also like other people to be able to experience what it's like. Yeah. And I think that that's where I'm leaning is I'd rather support somebody else yeah, to go. Yeah, give somebody else a shot to go do the. Yeah. You know, one of the criticisms was always like, well, Bernie never reined in his bros. Huh. You know, to not talk about Hillary and like people are individuals, they're going to do what they want. But right. I can absolutely guarantee you that Bernie did right. ask us all to support Hillary uh-huh. in the general nomination um, or in the general election. Um, and he asked us all to get involved. Um, hmm. You know, he asked us to run for office. He asked us to do things in our own industry. He asked us to get involved in our communities, even if it wasn't political involvement. Um he really did and still does, in my opinion, want change to happen, positive change to happen for everyone, hmm. not just his supporters, but for everyone. Um, and he realizes that the best way to see positive change is for everybody or as many people as possible to get involved in all aspects yeah. of our society. Yeah. So. And so, you know, national delegate is one county party is another and so I think that that that's that's the takeaway from this conversation is get involved, right? Like because well, so if people want to so become a national delegate, they file with their county party or the state party. You have to file with the state, right? Yeah, I thought it was the county good. party, and then you become a state delegate, okay. and then that's when it right, all well, happens. To if you want to vote for your national delegates, say you want to support a friend to become national oh, delegate, you do need to you go need to your county convention delegate. and then go to your state convention. It, uh, going to your county convention is how you become a state delegate. Yeah. And then, as a state delegate, you'll vote on the national. Yes. But to register as a national delegate, oh, candidate, that I don't know. I think it's with the state. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, if you're in Weber County, it's um, in the past. It hasn't been terribly difficult to get a state delegate position. You know. Uh, I don't know. It's always a little competitive. It depends on where you're at. You know, like where I was in the western part of the county, it was very easy to be a state delegate because mm. there were not a lot of us. But if you live in the East Bench, it may be more competitive to get yeah. a state delegate spot. Right. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. Yeah. But the way to go forward is, you know, if you want that. You have to become a state delegate, and so you need to go to county convention. You need to talk to Zach Thomas, who's the Weber County Dems chair. Then you got to get, you know, you'll have to get a list of state delegates. Get used to going and introducing yourself to all of them. Yeah, because it it, t- it takes campaigning, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, to to become a national delegate, it takes campaigning. Yeah, it either takes campaigning or you have to be somebody that people know. Yeah, yeah. and so it takes takes work. Dang. Yeah. But it's worth it if if it's something that interests you. It is worth it. It's definitely an opportunity, and it's something that I'll never forget. Yeah, it's an experience. Yeah, yep. Right. Well, let's uh, thank you for um, uh, sharing your experience uh, 
on that national stage. Sure. Um, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. Ashley Wolthius and the Elements of Real Estate are proud to support the independent local journalism of the Junction City podcast. If you're buying or selling real estate, or if you need a certified residential appraiser, contact Ashley at theelementsofrealestate.com or by calling 801-391-8503. Welcome back, JC Peeps. We're sitting here today with Katie Matheson. She's the Communications Director for Alliance for a Better Utah. It's a watchdog group down at the Hill uh, doing their best to keep the citizens of Utah informed, Katie. <laughs> Our best. <laughs> I, liked, I liked the round of applause. Oh, you were giving it. You're like, yay. I applauded myself. Yes. Well, should we clap? Do we want to put that? Yeah, please. Please. We'll put yes. like, a, I'll we'll do get like a laugh track or something. <laughs> no, don't do a laugh track after we've been announced. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, them. You know, one thing I really hate is that the Salt Lake Tribune always says that whenever they talk about you guys, the there's like leaning. the left leaning alliance mm-hmm. for better Utah. Like, they don't say that about the Sutherland Institute. They don't say that about, you know, Eagle Forum. The right-leaning blah, blah, blah. They don't, they don't say that. Sometimes they'll that call the Sutherland Institute conservative. Um, and I've, I've seen them do that. But we t- there was a letter to the editor about this very thing. Yeah, because they always say left-leaning. And Robert Gerke, um, so Chase tweeted about that letter to the editor. Mm-hmm. Robert Gerke came after Chase, and he's like, that's not true. And I went and found the most recent coverage of our organization and Eagle Forum. And it was li- like... That's exactly what it was in that story. It was Eagle Forum was just Eagle Forum, and we were left-leaning. It's always so left-leaning. circled it. Yeah, like, there you go, Robert Gerke. As much as I like you. Well, I think that that was an editorial choice that I think has been adjusted because since then they've always they've, they've clarified that Sutherland is right. Mm, good. Or conservative. But, but we're here to talk about week three of the legislative sessions going on right now. We're how many days away? Do you know how many days until? I do not. Uh, it's probably around 30 now, right? Yeah, maybe uh, less. Maybe less, like 25? Maybe. But uh, Until the session's over? Man, that's so crazy. It is wild. Uh-huh. But we are we have a few bills here that we're going to talk about to kind of keep folks updated and on what's going on. And then we also have some updates for bills that we've talked about in the past. So we have some new ones. Let's dive into the first one. I have on my list... Uh, HB 70. This is Patrice Arendt's mm-hmm. repeal of single mark straight ticket voting. Mm-hmm. This this bill gets run every year, and it looks like this might be the year. Yeah. <laughs> this she, is the year one? It was so close last year. It was the final night, and they just didn't get to it last year. So this year, I think, will be the year. Yeah. So uh, if you're not if you're not clear on what this is, so this abolishes straight ticket voting, which allows a person... Straight ticket voting is when you go into the voting booth and you vote for one party, and then you just leave. Mm-hmm. My question with that, though, was there are sometimes nonpartisan races like uh, the re- retainer retainer of judges. Mm-hmm. Do those do they then, you know, if you go vote straight ticket and then say you left those those just go unfilled? Is that what happens? I imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. Since they're nonpartisan. So but some say this bill helped Ben McAdams get elected in 2018. So Republicans maybe don't love it. But at the same time, it also. It, it it's like a I would say it's a way that people can just like walk into the booth and say, yeah, I don't really care. I don't have to do research. I'm just going to mm-hmm. vote all Republican yeah, and leave, vote. right? Yep. It, and if you abolish it, presumably people will do more homework. Right. Is that the way you understand uh, it? In theory. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say if you are saying that any one thing got Ben McAdams elected, then you would be wrong. It was all the things that got Ben McAdams elected. I would say... Uh, you know, medical cannabis was helpful as well. Mm, right. um, and also like the 
blue wave in response to, you know, Donald Trump was a big part of it and they had a great field game. Um, so this is a good bill because yes, it requires people to go in and think, um, thoughtfully about, um, people that they are voting for. The Republicans don't like it anymore. The Republicans liked it when they were doing well as a party. They are not doing well nationally as a party. And so now that they perceive it to be a threat to their political power, they do not um, want people to be doing straight ticket voting anymore. Like, for example, it, like in the second congressional district, um, they just did a poll just on party, party affiliation or like par- party favorability. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Republican did not do well. So, so the Republican is, did they name Chris Stewart? Or no, it was just, just generic a, Republican? it was just Republican. Interesting. So, and there was another poll that just came out from Utah policy that showed that more people in Utah think that the Democrats care about them than yes. the, the Republicans think about what? them. I shared that on Twitter. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, the scarier part of that, which it has nothing to do with this bill is of course that it was like 20% thought the Republicans cared more. 22% thought the Democrats cared more and 44% thought Donald Trump cared more. So yeah, it's like, well, that was why. the scariest takeaway. But anyway, back to this bill. Um, it's a political thing for Republicans, but it's actually a good thing in general. Yeah, in general, right? Mm-hmm. And so looks like this bill passed the House uh, on a 46 to 26 vote. So now it heads to the Senate. Uh, feel Feels like it p- could probably pass in the Senate. I don't I know. Think, are they more conservative on this issue? Or are no, they... I think it will pass because it's passed in years past. Great. So I think it will. Yeah, I hope it does. Um, and Because like I said, this is a bill that gets run every year, and I think it'd be a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing I have on my list, I noticed something in your legislative, uh, your daily legislative updates. So once again, folks, if you have not signed up for the daily legislative updates from Alliance for Better Utah, please do that. That's where I pull a lot of this information. They send out these great, um, I would say, short, succinct summaries of what happens each day, um, highlighting the most important stuff. And it's a really good way to stay abreast of what's happening, even though you're maybe not on the Hill or you don't have time to listen to committee hearings or anything like that. So I noticed in one of the, the emails, there was there were requests for appropriations from uh, a particular, it was like an agriculture committee of mm-hmm. some sort. And one of those was from Phil Lyman. He, he wanted uh, some money for the American Lands Council, which is founded by former representative Ken Ivory, mm-hmm. who got some piece of legislation passed, you know, some big contract, then left the legislature and went to work for the company that he got the money for. Oh, yeah. Wow. Imagine that. Uh, so he's got this thing on the side where they had this American Lands Council. It's a right-wing public lands thing. And Phil Lyman is asking for taxpayer money to mm-hmm. dump into this nonprofit. And I thought that was really weird. Did that seem really weird to you? Like, is that normal practice? Uh, see... When it comes to appropriations, I don't know. I've asked my team when I saw your outline. I asked my team about this. They haven't gotten back to me. So the short answer is I don't know. The longer answer is never trust when Phil Lyman and Ken Ivory start talking about public lands. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so two of the most egregious people. I mean, maybe the most the, the most egregious person above them, Mike Noel, right? Is that, oh, God. Is that, is that, yeah. the, is that his first name? Mm-hmm. Rep- yeah. Mike, yeah. Yeah, just so terrible Yeah, on the public lands issue. Yeah, exactly. When I was on the Hill the other day, I walked into the cafeteria. That's where we all start our day. And 
right in front of me was Phil Wyman smiling and taking a picture next to a big map of Recapture Canyon. And I was like, that's hilarious because that's why you are like you went to jail jail for this. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in terms of appropriations for taxpayer money, funding, stuff like this, um, I don't know how normal it is. My sense is that it's fairly normal. And yeah, I mean, they have got like this federalism project where they take taxpayer money to like teach legislators about federalism. So it was just like super conservative ideology. Yeah. But hey, the public schools, it's just all left-wing BS. <laughs> Higher education, they're all getting indoctrinated. <laughs> playing the same game, Republicans. All right. Uh, there, was a, there was another one that I'll just mention briefly. So Representative Snow also was trying to get money for the Rural Policy and Public Lands Institute. This is uh, a little bit different because this was like a state entity. But it felt, once again, like politically motivated. And mm-hmm. somehow USU and uh, Dixie State were going to sign up and do some research or something. I don't know. Once again, politically motivated, it seems like they got they got an agenda. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about, the celebration of the first white, women, uh, first white woman to vote at the Capitol was this last week. It was on Valentine's Day, Friday yeah. the 14th. So if you don't know the story, Sarah Young, she was the daughter of Mormon Church President Brigham Young. Uh, she was the first woman in the country to cast a ballot on February 14th, 1870. Sorry, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. We know you're the equality state, but we beat you to it. Heck yeah. I actually, uh, I tagged the Wyoming Young Democrats on this on this day. I was like, sorry, guys. <laughs> just want you to know that. They loved the, the post, so uh, I appreciated that. that nice. You know, that they weren't like pissed off. Um, so the nation will also celebrate the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, uh, granting uh, suffrage to white women this year. So that that'll be a big thing. We'll be talking about that in March, but I wanted to hi- highlight that. Did you were you a part of the, any of that celebration on Friday? Um, no. I, like I walked around and I saw all the cool hats, and that was great. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, we're very excited for it. But uh, you know, it's difficult in a year when we're still trying to battle over whether or not the ERA is a good thing and whether or not women should have bodily autonomy. It's just like congratulations <laughs> on letting women vote so that you could have more votes, polygamist men. But also, like, you can't – there's this thing that Utah does sometimes where it wants to pretend like it's leading on an issue when in reality, you know, there's an opportunity for them to lead right now in this very moment, and they don't, and we don't, you know. And it's mm-hmm. such a shame because we we really could. We have, we have the ability to do so. But, to, you know, I just – if I have to listen to Mike Lee get up there and talk one more time about how women are so great, but – you know, or like Spencer Cox, for example, if I may yeah. rant for just a hot second. Oh, yeah. Let's Spencer do Spencer Cox. Please do. Women for Utah, which is run by his wife, Abby. And, you know, they go around and they're trying to get women registered to vote. And they're trying to be the woman-friendly vote, uh, woman-friendly candidate and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sitting here screaming at my wall like 17% of gubernatorial candidates are women. And mm-hmm. 50% of the population in Utah is women. But let's keep talking about how we're so excited that women are allowed in the ballot box now. So... <laughs> that's my rant <laughs> no it's totally legit and you know he had some some questionable things to say about women's issues in particular right that got him in some hot water so yeah, he's trying to walk this weird line cox that, yeah 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 what what was it that he said didn't he compare uh abortion to polygamy oh, or to slavery, slavery for, okay okay um white people stop comparing anything to slavery yeah because it happened again stop last comparing week. anything to slavery yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just terrible uh, okay, so that happened last week. Awesome, but uh, don't be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. 
So I had a couple of bill updates, and maybe uh, if you wanted to throw in some comments on these. So mm-hmm. SB 69, this was the teacher supplies tax credit, Jake mm-hmm. Andreg, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, has been circled on the second reading. I, I wanted to explain maybe what that meant, because I'm not actually sure what it means. So when a bill is circled, it just means that they're, they're going to pause it for a second, and it's not going to lose its place in the calendar. So Jake Andreg, when you put this on here, I went back and listened, and Jake Andreg is the one who requested that it be circled because he's got a substitute coming. So okay. I don't know what the substitute says, right? Um, but basically, once it's un- he'll make a motion to uncircle. It'll be uncircled, and then he can put in the substitute, and then it will go from there. Okay. So it's just a pause. Yes. Uh, we and we don't know what's going to happen. Right. But but that's on the the floor of the house right now. And then Senate. It, yeah, yeah, it's on the. Oh yeah, because he's a senator, right. Senator Jake Henry. So it's on the Senate, and then if it passes, we'll kick it down to the house, and we'll right. see how it goes down there. Uh, also, another Jake Andrew bill, mm-hmm. SB 92. Uh, this is the comprehensive rail plan. This mm-hmm. passed the Senate on the second reading. Mm-hmm. So uh, now on to the House. I mean, what do you think? So on it's So it, the, the Senate hears it twice. Okay. So it goes to the third reading in third the Senate. Third reading is when it actually passes out. Right. So, yeah. So okay. it will go back. It'll probably be heard on Monday. Uh, no, Tuesday. And then it'll then it'll go to the House. Okay. So it's got one more reading, uh-huh. one more vote. And uh-huh. if it passes that third reading... That's right. Then we'll really find out what's up. Mm-hmm. And then SB 67, the fetal remains bill. Mm-hmm. I know you've been watching closely. This passed the Senate on Tuesday last week. What do we do now? Contact this is, this your representative. Yeah. yeah, it's a bad bill. Mm-hmm. So it's we're probably going to have a hard time in the, sen- uh, in the House, too. But contact your rep in the House and tell them not to vote for it. Okay. So that is what you can do, JC Peeps. Mm-hmm. Um the next one was this really weird thing that happened. So there was a little bit of, there were politics that went on at the Hill. Surprise, surprise. What? So after Mitt Romney decided to vote to convict President Donald Trump, uh, there were, That's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the, your um, applause that's track goes in there, yeah. There it is, yeah. Uh, there were certain Republicans within the Utah uh, GOP that felt that that was wrong and that he should be censured. Or mm-hmm. th- and so they opened up some, I think they were just resolutions, right? It's, mm-hmm. Uh, they were going to open up these ends, so they went and had one of those famed closed-door caucus meetings mm-hmm. uh, that you all uh, have a great video from 2016 that I watched on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll include that in the show notes if you want to watch that video because it's pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they came out, they decided there will be none of those those votes or there will be none of those resolutions censuring Senator Romney, but we will pass a citation praising Donald Trump for being such a great guy and well they were also gonna i think it was gonna be also a resolution praising trump and then they went to a citation because on a citation which by the way no one on the hill knew what it was nobody in the press knew what it was and so everyone learned about it just as this happened but with a resolution you have to vote and debate it on the floor Mm -hmm. so they wanted to save their because this is from leadership so they wanted yep. to save their members the embarrassment of having to vote or discuss this mm-hmm. and vote on or discuss this so they changed it to a citation and i don't think it's happened yet has it i haven't seen anything about it uh i haven't either and like you said the citation thing is weird i have not seen this before and so interesting but i wrote in the notes seems the republicans and america are in an abusive relationship and afraid of drawing our mercurial president's ire Yep. Like that's accurate. You know, they're just trying to like. They're afraid of a bully. Yeah, they're afraid of a bully. Yep. And uh, that's that's wow, because that's that's the head of their party. Amazing. That is <coughs> totally embarrassing. Yeah, man, it's something else. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, we're going to move on to HB 17. This is, uh, this is an interesting one about congressional vacancies. So this is from a guy named Representative Merrill Nelson. He's a Republican. So this bill would change the process of filling congressional vacancies from political parties doing it. So say, for some reason, Ben McAdams gets appointed to be the next attorney general. Uh, do like Mike Lee okay because it's for senators not for representatives okay yeah so so it so if Mike Lee gets put on the on the Supreme Court uh-huh. oh I know <laughs> swallow it sorry uh then you know then normally the Republican Party the Utah GOP uh-huh. Central Committee uh-huh. for the state then fills that vacancy with somebody from their party yeah they get to put forward three candidates and then the governor, the governor picks one. Picks. Okay. But this changes it to the legislature puts forward three candidates, and then the governor picks. Yeah, and so I put, sorry, 17th Amendment. <laughs> you don't, yeah, people, they, they're trying to, you know, they're salivating over here trying to get rid of that. I think that's that's what your executive director tweeted. Like, they are salivating to, you know, yeah. take this, this, this power back to the legislature they picking, always want picking to, the senators to pull they always the legislature is in the business of of hoarding power for itself mm-hmm. that's why they passed that bill last year to be able to call themselves into session mm-hmm. um this bill initially my thought had been that um it would be a way to gerrymander a senator a senate seat by like say mike lee or rather you know say 40 years in the future, we have a Democratic senator, but they still, the the legislature still has control, the Republicans in the legislature still have control over um, the legislature. Because of then, gerrymandering. Because something. of gerrymandering. Then they could put forward three Republican candidates that the governor would have to choose from, but that's not the case in this bill. In fact, it requires in there that they pick from the political party that the senator is from okay so so, oh, nice. so that's actually not a problem so if you know the a, a democrat wins that seat in nine years or whatever it is then the republican legislature will have to pick three democratic candidates for the governor to pick okay they could pick really crappy Democratic candidates, right? Yeah, but they, they, yeah. They're obviously there are certain people that they are not going to want as the opposing party. Yeah, but so this one leaves me with actually more questions and answers because I always they are always in the business of hoarding power for themselves. But I'm not clear what I'm not clear what problem they are solving with this bill. I'm not sure why they're changing this, and I'm a little bit confused as to why the. Um, keep my voice people aren't more freaked out by this because like they're not saying anything about it and this would take power away from the republican caucuses yeah and the republican and that's party big thing right so i'm not i don't know what's going on i don't know what the deal is with this bill so yeah. so if you don't know uh, the keep my voice folks are the ones it's a faction of super right republicans mm-hmm. uh, of which the former gop chair here in weber county is one of those folks linda pipkin and uh, their whole thing is against SB 54, which allows people to gather signatures to get on the primary ballot. They don't want that. They only want you to go through the convention to get the nomination so that they can control the process. And I think you're right. Like if, if they're so concerned about, you know, controlling, you know, people nominations or whatever, people going through the party process. Where are they at on this? Mm-hmm. Because that seems to be their hobby horse and they're silent. Yeah. I just want to quickly, this is my weekly reminder that the Utah GOP has an illegal bylaw on their books yes. and the office of the lieutenant governor refuses to do anything about it. Yeah. They, 
so SB 54 is the law of the land. It's been litigated. So mm -hmm. they have to allow people to gather signatures to get on the ballot. Mm -hmm. But they changed the bylaws in the Central Committee to do away with that. So they are in violation of state law. So Spencer Cox right and, now is in violation of his party's bylaw. Yeah. So, Which he's supposed to be enforcing you know, of the state law. Because he's the elections guy, right? Right. He's not supposed to be enforcing his party as bylaw. He's supposed no. to be enforcing state law. law. So he is he is in keeping with state law. He is in violation of his the Republican Party's law, rule, bylaw. But he's also not doing anything to decertify his party right. because they're in violation of state law. Mm -hmm. So that's a thing. <laughs> so I put uh, this bill passed the House, has been given a favorable recommendation by the Senate. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to pass. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, put, I hope yeah. it doesn't pass. It's probably going to pass. Yes. So that sucks. Uh, next, we have HB 116. This is an interesting bill. This is from uh, Representative Angela Romero. She's a mm -hmm. Democrat from Rose Park. Is that the area? Mm -hmm. Is it a little bit further south? I don't remember. Anyway, she's a Democrat from Salt Lake Ca uh, County. Uh, this bill would create a legislative task force to research and make recommendations on how to combat the serious issue of missing and murdered indigenous women mm -hmm. and girls in Utah. And LGBTQ. Right. And the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. So this, I was, I was surprised, passed eight to one vote in the House Law Enforcement and Criminal Justice Committee. Yeah. Pretty pretty resounding. Yeah. And uh, it's just waiting on the third reading in the House to mm -hmm. get a vote. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to go back to the task force piece. So if I understand this, it, it creates a task force to look into an issue and then, and then create a report. Yeah, make gets, recommendations. And then make recommendations to the state on what they should do to mitigate this issue. Yeah. And I okay. will say, so at the committee hearing, I was there and um, a number of people... I don't think anybody spoke against it. And one of the... How are you... Yeah, how could you be against this, you know? <laughs> I guess one person voted against it, so... Oh, oh, and that was... I think it was Rep Strong. I think that's who, who did it. Oh, and I'm geez. not... I'm not shitting you. Can we curse on this oh, podcast? Oh, yes. Okay. Certainly I'm not shitting you. He goes... He goes... So he gets the mic and he says, okay. You know, he does this whole, like, preamble. And then he says, but what about the men? And then oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, somebody said that in the in the update, the yes. weekly update. It was like, boy, what about what about men? It was like, is this guy for real right now? Yeah. Did so he really he, say that? Yes. <laughs> it's wild, man. What the fuck? It's, it's like that. Did you see that? Uh, I think it's a Washington Post article today about BYU and about how they had a Black History Month thing, and some kid. It's it's anonymous questions. So oh, some kid I saw asked, it on like, Twitter when that what about, happened. Well, what about you know White History Month? I was like, are you freaking kidding me with yeah, that? Man? I saw that when that happened. Ugh. What I always say is like, oh, you want White History Month? It's the rest of the year. Sit down. Yep. <laughs> like it's so stupid, man. So stupid. Anyway, yeah. So he voted against it, and he said, "What about the men?" So yeah. So um, there was a um, somebody there from the sheriff's office, Utah sheriff something. It was like a group of of law enforcement mm -hmm. and they spoke in favor of it That's so right. they want it as well That's so awesome. this is a, this is a good thing i mean if you look at the stats on missing and murdered um indigenous women and lg and girls and lgbtq it is it is astounding like i was sitting there i i knew these in the back of my head but i was just sitting there in the committee hearing listening to people talk about it and i was floored like absolutely floored one of the women who got up and spoke she said every single um, indigenous family has a story in their family about a woman or a girl or a two spirit who has has been the victim of violence. Yeah. Every single family, it's just it's absurd. So I'm really glad um, Representative Romero is taking this on. Yeah, that's great. So 
Uh, we'll see this week if it gets a third reading in the House, and we'll see if it passes the vote, and then it's off to the Senate. Mm-hmm. A um, couple more bills, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, SB 102. This was a hot one on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and with mixed, uh, mixed, mixed reviews on mm-hmm. it. So this is SB 102, bigamy amendments. This is from Senator uh, Deidre Henderson, who has been very anti the ERA in the past. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in this one, she, this bill would decriminalize polygamy in Utah, making mm-hmm. violations only a misdemeanor. This one was tough. Um, I felt like there were good arguments on both sides, like, well, we should not do this. But then there were also people saying, like, no, if you do this, it can create a situation that's worse because there's no strong penalty anymore. Right. I, I didn't. I don't know. Like, what, what do you? Did you have any sense of this? Like, what are the pros and cons of this bill moving forward? So the way that we've been looking at it is that this is what criminal justice reform looks like in Utah, because what's happening right now. So the problem that is being fixed is that um, we all know that there are polygamous relationships um, that can be entered into with consensual adults. There are also a lot of polygamous relationships that are ent- en- that are basically like sex trafficking, right? And there, yeah. and there are a lot of um, women and children who are abused in polygamous relationships. Yeah. And that is a Utah and like Western states specific thing. And... When abuse happens in these relationships um, and there's the bigger issue of your life, the way that you are living is breaking a law and you're worried about going to the police, then you are less likely to report to the police the abuse. I see. And so we do this in other areas where it's almost counterintuitive where you're like, oh, no, this is a problem. We need to be going after these criminals with the full you know, strength of the law when, in fact, that is a chilling – it has a chilling effect on yeah, people who would otherwise report. Forward. Right. And so what happens is – To highlight a bigger issue that's happening in right, the relationship. Right. So my understanding, not being an expert on this bill, is that if we do this, if this passes, then – the abuse itself will still, I mean, and it's not making polygamy legal. Right. It's, it's just lowering. Right. But what happens is if I am in a polygamous relationship and I and my children are being abused, I am more likely to go to the police to report that abuse than I would be now. Right. So, and this is the, this is the effort of a lot of really, um, I think, thoughtful work on the part of Senator um, Deidre Henderson and I know that it's really difficult for people I've heard a lot of people on the left who are not fans of this bill yeah, certainly. because there is there I mean it's it, there's abuse that happens mm-hmm. um, but we need to be willing if we say that we're about looking at something systemically and holistically and we are able you know, like this is not necessarily a novel concept it just feels really close I think to home for a lot of people which is why it's a difficult bill to address okay uh, so the bill is currently on the second reading in the Senate, so it's got to get a vote, and then it'll have to get read again and get another vote, and then we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, HB 264. This is the Infinite Work Pilot Program. I thought this was great. Yeah. Stephanie, Stephanie Pitcher, she's a representative uh, Democrat from Salt Lake County. Mm-hmm. Uh, this bill would allow employees at the State Department of Health to bring infants uh, to work as a test case for all state employees. So uh this is a pro-family bill i like it but i also thought like okay this is a good step but like also what if we just had like real paid maternity and paternity leave 
I think that'd be great. So you don't need some pilot program with the states. Like, no, no, no. They can just like stay home and like live a good life and yeah. then come back to work, you know, after three months or six so, months or a year or whatever they need. I mean, if we could go to a year, that would be ideal. Right now, what we're dealing with is you get six weeks unpaid leave in Utah. Mm-hmm. And that's maternity. Maternity. Yeah. Forget <laughs> people yeah, are like, if you're a dad, sorry, man. <laughs> men, parent. Um, but uh, Representative Waite is hopefully her bill will hopefully fix that at least for um, state employees. But right now it's six weeks unpaid for women. Mm-hmm. But if you want, I mean, even and that's anybody. You know, you could be working in the private sector and you could get that. Right, because that's because to do any less would be violating federal law. Okay. So. So we're at the minimum. So we're at the minimum. But we're pro go family. Utah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Even if you did like 12 weeks, which I think is starting to become more of the norm, 12 weeks paid leave, that's still three months, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if your listeners have had children, but three months is still basically like a potato. Like it's still like baby, 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 baby. And I think that this program would go up through when the, I think it's when the infant becomes mobile or like a year. So it's, there's still a lot of padding, even if your office gives you like up through six months. You, there's still like probably another like six months, three to six months where, you know, it's that soft in between stage. So I think that this is a good, I mean, it, it certainly doesn't replace not having good family leave, but I think that it's a good bill. I was in a, when I had my second son, I was really lucky that I was working the, the way that my husband and my work schedule worked out was that I was able to actually bring him to work with me just because of the nature of the place that I worked. Mm-hmm. And it was a lifesaver, like yeah. being able to take and it, and it worked like it wasn't it didn't cause a problem. I was able to just he was a wearable baby. So I just strapped into me and just went and taught my lessons and and it worked out fine. So I like this. Yeah, I'd say that, you know, for us, when our when our boy was born in 2013, um, this is a big reason why we're so deeply in student debt was because we were still in college then mm-hmm. and because my wife had, had our boy um, and I, cu- I couldn't work and, you know, she was taking care of the boy. So mm-hmm. we basically lived on student loans for, mm-hmm. you know, like two years mm-hmm. while we went through that process. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, that's dumb. You should have gone to work. And it's like, yeah. But also, you know, like my wife got to be with the boy and raising him up. And by the way, our children have amazing reading scores now because of that. Yeah, like having but there's a cost. Having a a workable family unit should not be something that is only available to the wealthy. Like people working class people should be able to have families. Yeah. Like don't give me this bullshit about, you know, well, you know, you need to save x number of dollars before you have kids. It's like do you- <laughs> Like I have X number of years before I can't can't have kids anymore. Like this is this is the whole that whole thing is so such bullshit. I agree. So hopefully this is a. I mean, like I said, at its core, it's a good bill, and it'll probably it'll probably work out. Uh, I w- I would think then. Uh, so right now it's on its uh, circled on the third reading in the house. So maybe a substitute coming if I understand that that's what happens with these. Or maybe uh, just yeah, maybe. Uh, it, I mean. I only know that Jake Androig's bill is getting a sub because he said it's getting a sub. Okay. So who I don't know so we why don't know it was circle right now. Yeah, but waiting on third reading in the house. Mm-hmm. So hopefully and, gonna pass soon. Yeah, and and Rep Pitcher is she's a really hard worker and also she's just really good at what she does. Like she's she's, I mean everybody's good on the hell at what they do, but she's she's new and she's kind of getting I think a reputation for being very effective. Cool. 
All right. Uh, like I said, I put that at the end. Last but not least, check out that epic Alliance for a Better Utah video about those notorious Republican closed door caucus meetings. <laughs> so I'll put that in the show notes if you want to check it out or just uh, look up ABU on YouTube and you can find it. It's pretty hilarious. Woohoo. Uh, Katie, thanks again for coming on uh, the show to talk to the JC peeps about what's been going on the Hill. Um, we want to plug our jc peeps day on the hill which will be friday february 28th we're going to talk about that later in the show once again in the event section uh but we'll be hanging out with you down on the hill yeah and yeah we're gonna do some cool stuff um you told me the other day that uh mitt romney is supposed to give a speech that day that's what i've heard so that might happen too so we're gonna we're gonna have a packed day up on the hill hanging out with the alliance for a better utah folks so jc peeps come hang out with us um also like we've said before, please sign up for your emails, the Alliance for a Better Utah emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, the daily legislative updates is where all I get all this information, um, along with you know keeping abreast of what happens, you know because there's a lot more than what we include here. Um, uh, is there anything else you guys have going on that you want to shout out? We're hiring a development director. If you want to come work with us, oh, man, you know I have those skills, <laughs> and I would love to work with you guys. But oh man, that's hard work. Raising money is it is hard not work. My love, even though I was trained <laughs> to do it. Uh, any other things that Alliance for Better Utah has coming up or things to shout out? We're going to do a post-legislative session event. I don't know the date or location yet, but it is happening. So keep your eyes peeled. Cool. Yeah, we'll shout it out here and uh, let the JC peeps know. All right, Katie, thanks so much. Um, Thank you. After the break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about polls. Pinkies up, thumbs down. That's it. You excited, Dan? Yes. Dan loves a good poll. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Hey, JC Peeps, it's Colby, and I want to tell you about our new home, Foley's MMA. Foley's MMA offers classes in boxing, kickboxing, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu for ages 5 to adult. All experience levels are welcome. It's owned and operated by our good friends, Disco Dave and Sana Foley, at 31st and Washington Boulevard in downtown Ogden, if you know where it is. It's right next to Kiesel. Uh, the Kiesel Services place. So uh, I came to Foley's MMA, uh, gosh, it's been a while ago, and uh, I really wanted to uh, help out in the community. I helped uh, Dave and Sana start a nonprofit that helps kids uh, get in here and uh, get their, get uh, learn how to box and those kinds of things. And so uh, from there, my wife started coming. She's been um, almost weekly attendant here at Foley's MMA, uh, loves it. Always loves her gym family, and so if you want to be a part of that gym family, you should come on down too. So if you're interested or just curious, check them out at foleysmma.com or follow them on social media to learn about upcoming classes. They've got a lot of them. Uh, it's a solid gym with good folks and a great place to learn, train, and get in shape. So, oh, the last most important piece, officially approved by John Miles. So check them out. We'd like to uh, thank everybody, or yes, thank Ashley and um, Katie for coming on. Um I feel like you started Welcome that like back. a bishop. That's like when a bishop gets back up and he's like, he doesn't know that. We'd like to thank. I'm not sure what he didn't that go to Mormon means. church. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for. Yeah. Making that weird for me, John. I but uh, kind of welcome back to the show, JC Peeps. Um, we're gonna get right into it. We're gonna talk about polls. Finally. <laughs> now I don't know if you guys heard this, but I'm not on Facebook anymore, so no. it's hard. <laughs> oh my god. <gosh. laughs> Uh, so, I but Kobe, he Kobe, I bet he lurking. is just lurking. <laughs> he's got he's got his own like Pierre Delecto account somewhere. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm actually Dan Danny Tubi Socks. <laughs> what I am. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be like John. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, this week's poll: 
Which primary election do you plan on voting in this year? I thought that's kind of a weird question. No, it isn't, because here's why. So I was uh, in Indivisible Ogden this week. Some person went in there and posted about how they were super excited because they get to vote against Trump twice, you know, because they're going to vote against him in the Republican primary, and then they're going to vote against him again in the general. And so I I, I commented, I was like, that's dumb. Like, why are you voting in the Republican primary? Like, this is stupid. Like, you're your vote is going to mean so much more on the Democratic side. Like, that's well, just... How? And shouldn't I don't get... What, more... what, but why, though? What, I get that logic behind their thing, though. Like, I'll go in and vote against Trump. In the primary? You think in, Trump's going to lose the, the primary? In the Republican primary. Yeah, but that's... Okay. Let's and, just... and and then you don't get to vote in the Democratic primary because of it. Yeah, fundamentally, of, is a vote for something or against something? A vote. I would much rather vote for, say, Bernie Sanders Oh, I see what times. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you. I got you. Yeah. Oh, I see how that is done. So, but that made me realize that maybe there are people out there that want to vote in the, that may be voting in the Republican primary as opposed to voting in the Democratic primary on March 3rd. So I thought, hey, this will be a good poll. So I put it up in the forum. Yeah. Well, you and 17 others voted for, I'm voting Democrats fools. I'm voting for Democrat fools. That's not what it says. Oh, there's a comma there. I'm voting Democrat fool. There's not an L. Foo. Foo. <laughs> You're voting uh, for one then, of the Democratic then, fools. Yeah, one of the... <laughs> no, that, that's also not what it says. Uh, it says any primary that includes my man Bernie. Um, uh, see now... Who posted that one? Uh, Nina. Nina, Nina Morse. And then there were two people that added... Well, I don't know. Did yeah? Oh, yeah. Nina did add that. Um, I'm voting against Trump no matter what. That was added by Kathy. Okay. I'm voting against Trump no matter what. But not in the primary. Mucking things up in the Republican Party. Nobody added that. What's a primary election? I added that one. Nobody. I'm sorry. Nobody voted nobody for voted that. For sorry. That. Nobody voted for that. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess nobody really. That's that, that one guy's an anomaly. Yeah, right. And our listeners are a bunch of filthy Democrats. I enjoy that. Yeah, good job, guys. Yeah. Um, that was all. That, that was all on the forum. I'm thinking, like, maybe we can move. Do you think we could do, like, a Reddit forum? No, no, man. No, no other on. platforms. Reddit's stupid. Ah, <sighs> well, that's not true. John hates Reddit. I think I might be in love with Reddit. <laughs> yeah, I do love me some Reddit. Uh, so there was no second poll. Uh, thank you guys for uh, for voting. Um, uh, obviously, make sure you get out and vote in the primaries. It's be it's going to be here ba- sooner than ballots, you think. Ballots should be getting there, right? Have you guys gotten yours? Hey, yet? actually, you know what? No, I did have a question about this because I got a little yellow paper in the mail. And oh, that's an eviction notice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, it said, uh, please respond by January 25th. And it, it was, you marked two boxes. There was two boxes to mark, uh, but you only mark one of them. One of them was, I want to be, uh, I want the Democratic primary or I want the Republican primary. Oh, it's because you're registered independent. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm, so you you took the Republican ballot? Oh, I didn't take any because I didn't send it back in. So uh, you don't, that one's on me. You didn't get a ballot. So you didn't do anything. So then, yeah, that was my question. Is you're now typical. left out. Do, am, I, am I just out of the whole thing now? Or can I still uh, like, didn't register? You, don't you have till February 25th? No, January 25th. Oh, January 28th. No, no, no. You can show up the day of. And I think that Damn there, it, Kobe. You got me all scared. There, there is, there are, I think there's some early voting too, right, John? Like you can go certain places and, and vote early. I really don't know now that it's all mail-in. Uh, you have but to check I'm your sure county you go to your elections office. Yeah, your and... county elections office to find out. But for sure, you can show up on March 3rd, which is our primary day. That's Super Tuesday. And you can vote. You just sh- show up, 
bring your ID, say, hi, I'm this person, and then they'll ask you which ballot you'd like. Yeah. Tell them you want the Democratic ballot. They will give it to you. You can vote. You can leave. It's usually I, old I ladies. Don't, I and don't have to register as a Democrat. You do not. No. Which is so weird because I thought I already did. Honestly, I thought that I had already registered as no, a Democrat. Can be, you I, can even I guess, be, I think, I registered I as a Republican and yep. still take the Democratic ballot. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Wild or stuff, it, ladies or and gentlemen. Or is it more Democratic? Wild and... What did you say? Or is it more Democratic? Oh. Closed primaries are a joke. Yeah. Well, good good info. Um, Let's move to pinkies up, thumbs down. Now's the time for our uh, sound up. I've got a boring one. I'm going to start because mine's boring. But as a political veteran, like I am, obviously. That's what the website says, grizzled <laughs> political veteran. It does Back say that. Back in the day, when we would get a calling list to call people, say, to show up for caucus night. Which is March 24th. You should show up. Yeah, good job. Um, <laughs> it would come on an actual list. And now what Vote Builder does is they just want you to use their script so you have to like just use their page and you can only scroll through people individually. You can't like see the whole list. And it's just a real bother to me because you just have to export it. Well, maybe I can ex- I can't but even the state find party the has to, to give it to you. Well, right, because it's I I think that the motivation is like we're locking down I as a district chair, but I'm a district chair. I should be able to see everybody in my district, which means my whole damn list I should be able well, to see. Well, then you need to talk to the county chair and make sure that you have I think it's a vote builder control thing. I think they want me to just scroll through each person, but I, as a district leader, want to email that out to my precinct chairs, my region people, and say, hey, take everybody you know off of this. Call the people you know so I'm not just calling a bunch of randos. That seems more democratic Wait, to me. Wait, you want to take people off of a voter registration? Well, no, he's saying he no. wants he wants a warm phone call from somebody they actually know, as opposed to a rando phone call from John Miles who they don't know. Right. Because you're right, that'll be more impactful. If I called John and said, hey, will you come to caucus night? Whereas if somebody he doesn't know calls him and is like, hey, come to caucus night, he's like, who the freak is this? Yeah, between, between the precinct chairs that I've gotten seven, like we're going to know basically everybody who has been one of the previous caucus attendees. So, you know, we can split up that list pretty well and call them. And what I think Vote Builder's motivation is that, you know, if we just split out that list and call them, we're probably not going to go into Vote Builder and mark off that we called them or that we contacted them. So we're not cleaning up their data like we're doing if we can only do one person at a time and we have to mark whether or not we connected with them. You know what I mean? It's Vote Builder wanting their data good rather than wanting us to be able to actually do politics well. And it's pissing me off. And it's a stupid nitpick. And I'm sorry I even brought it up, but... Yeah, you're right. That was a boring one. Yep, you're welcome. It's, no, that was it's, oddly it's in, specific. It's it inside very baseball. Specific, yeah. Yep. Inside baseball. That's it. It's it's politics. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so that was your that was your thumbs down. Yes, it's over. What's the pinky up? I don't have to have one of each. Oh jeez. Wow, jeez. What a dick. Fuck, I when know. did that become a thing? It's not. No, you're correct. It's not. This is why I've I got love, a pinkies. I, this, I've got a pinkies up. I want to hear it. Yeah. My I don't up want it unless Saint- you've got a thumb. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the St. Joe's uh, boys basketball team. They're rolling? They actually, they well, they're out now, but oh. uh, they had a, a playing game, and it was, they were they were under, so every one of these guys is like under six feet. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, and they played, they played Altamont to get into the Yeah, the Altamont. Bracket. And um, it's my team. They beat Altima. <laughs> Shut up, dude. It is, man. They beat Altima on Wednesday, and then they went to uh, on Parowan lost. on Saturday, 
and it was Erewhon. They went all the way down there. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. It was it was kind of tough too because we watched the live stream of it, and um, yeah, it's like they were subbing in their six five starter with a six seven sub, you know, and so like, oh, wow. they, so they got pretty pretty beat up, but a lot of length. but uh, it was a good season for for St. Joe's. How does Parawan have like way more six, interesting than mine? Six, good job. seven dudes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least mine had to do with the community. You're just like. His has something to do with the community. Oh, yeah, his did too. Yeah. You know what, John? F off. Yours was veiled pedophilia. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. High school hoops. High we school don't know hoops. What he's doing there? No, dude. <laughs> oh he watched the live stream. You know. Watch the live stream. I reject yeah, thank that. You. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I reject that. John. John just wants to be a dick at the end of the show. I know he's had too many beers, and it's just you I'm know my so thumbs down is to John this. Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, go ahead, Kobe. Uh, I gotta look at. Let's see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, a couple of pinkies up this week. Uh, the first one goes to Sasha Lux Morgan. She's the president of Young Democrats of Utah. Nice. She was willing to come up and do the DNC delegate training for us uh, yesterday for the Young Democrats. We had a pretty good showing. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it was it was a good time. I learned a ton about the process. Like because like I said earlier with the segment with Ashley, I wasn't quite sure how this had how this happened because I didn't participate in it in 16. Um, and then afterward we went over to Cuppa and my other pinkies up. I had two pinkies up, John. Can I do that? Yes. Okay, cool. So I ordered the sweet, no. I ordered the sweet waffle from Cuppa. Dude, one of the best things I've ever eaten. You don't think yeah. that? You don't think that? No, it's good, but it's a sweat waffle. What? It's not a sweat waffle. Yeah, that's the secret there, ingredient. There are two. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow, you are John not. No, you are not doing good for. Don't no. <laughs> no, you know John? what? John Miles has had too many beers. Sweat <laughs> waffle guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's, 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 shut up. He's, he's talking about pedophilia in high schools, and then uh, and now he's now he's taking and, the crap uh, on my pinkies uh, up. Yeah, for like a local business that's yeah. done well. Good local business. Like, Be careful, guys! They're putting sweat in your sweat waffles. waffles. See, look at this guy. He's yeah. wrong, and that is one of the best things I've eaten in Ogden. So. Pinky's up to Cuppa for putting together a great waffle. Go check that out. I'm probably going to eat it again this week because it, it was that good. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a picture of me licking <laughs> the the waffle and send it to John and say, mmm, taste the sweat. I think it's delicious. And then I'm going to send him another. I that part. I'm, I'm going to send him another one <laughs> it was an of me flipping him off. That's, yeah, that's, so that's a good. That's uh, what John's yeah. going to get from me. That's what's going in the slack. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about upcoming events. Wednesday, February 19th, Weber County Heritage Foundation Annual Members Meeting. This will be held at the Eccles Community Art Center, uh, uh, 2580 Jefferson Avenue. A.K.A. Colby's Dream House. What? Yeah, uh, yeah February 19th, eight, uh, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So come out and uh, show your heritage? I don't, I don't know. What, what is that? The heritage Foundation, uh, they just, they're the ones that chronicle the history of the county. Got it. And so uh, they're the ones that always post like the cool photos and like tell the stories behind the homes. Like uh, I'm sure Ashley, if she was still here, uh, she would have been able to kind of tell some stories. They always do a home tour every year. Um, oh, it's cool. The historic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Saturday, February 22nd, political engagement for beginners. This one actually, this one sounds like a lot of fun um, and would be cool to go to. We're supposed to it's film the, it. It's at the Weber County Main Library. So that's what I said. This one will be a lot of fun to yeah, go to. Yeah, Zach's excited to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting for you to show some interest. 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Shut up, John. That's tr that's real. That is real? What I said. Oh. Wait, I'm on Facebook, so I don't know anything oh about what's going on. 
<laughs> you know, now I know how Shane felt about the laser zone thing. Because, like, I was on board with the laser zone thing. I am not on board with the stupid Facebook thing. And Shane hated the laser zone thing. Where is Shane, dude? Get him back on the show. <laughs> I think Dan's actually doing this. To promote <laughs> Facebook. I think it's one no, of those secret. Some weird, like, Zuckerberg thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. This is like how 30 Rock did product placement. That's what you're doing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> so 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the main library on Saturday. Political engagement for beginners. Be there. JCP's going to film it. Are we going to film it? Yeah. No. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna film it. We're gonna Just live like stream, we right? Film everything. We were supposed you know to. All those live streams you guys watch. This is gonna be another one of those classics. We've done some live streams. Yeah, we done some good live streams. What are you talking about? What? The freaking debate <laughs> up yeah, at the park. How about that? That was not good. No, that you're, was good. You're wrong. You're, I did that. Your no. debate. No. So no. You weren't your there. Debate. My debate was bad. Your debate was probably excellent. The problem with our debate was that we didn't have the line in. That was the issue. Oh yeah. That's what happened. Good times, JCP. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sunday, February 23rd, Indy Ogden Indoor Swap Meet at the Monarch. Uh, this is going from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. This is kind of cool. Come hang out with uh, Drunk John. John, are you going to be drunk at 10 in the morning? I think I might. Day drunk. Have you guys been to the Monarch? Yes. Yeah. Just for the swap meet. Holy cow, that place is awesome. It we're going to do... I, I've when got a go? feeling we're going to do it for... Uh, we're going to do... Caitlin's uh, quinceanera there. Oh, that's up cool. Up at the top floor. Yeah, it's nice. No, it was way nice. Way yeah. nice. Uh, I went for a 50th birthday party on Friday. And, uh, yeah, they had the caterers there. They had a DJ Why didn't there. you mention that at the beginning of the show? I forgot. I completely forgot because... Um, you don't care about the JCP? Well, it wasn't that I wasn't prepared. It was that... Uh, <laughs> he wasn't prepared. <laughs> it was kind of a, it was kind of a low-key weekend for Since. us. Like, we were... We were there for like maybe 10, 15 minutes, but I, I so did, you I, like, you showed up, drank a beer, had some food, and, and then left. left. Yeah, you're that guy. Yeah, huge Ugh. dick. Uh, Thursday, February twenty seventh, Ogden NAACP Freedom Fund Luncheon. This will be at the Ogden's Eccles Conference Center. Uh, that's going on from eleven thirty a.m. to one p.m. on Thursday, February twenty seventh. Yeah, they have a. I can't remember the the guy's name, but he's a Heisman Trophy winner. Um, was a wide receiver at Nebraska. He's the speaker. Jerry Rice. No, no, it's not Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice didn't play in Nebraska. <laughs> Jerry Rice. Why would anybody know where Jerry Rice played? Because he played. He played at the FCS level. That's not an answer to my. Because question. here's why you should know that. Because two years ago, one year ago, two years ago, Josh Davis, who is the star running back at Weber State University, won the Jerry Rice Award, which is for the national. Freshman of the year at the FCS level. Okay, can we stop for a second? It's Johnny Rogers. Johnny Rogers is the Heisman keynote speaker. Trophy winner. Heisman Trophy winner at Nebraska. In 1972. Oh yep. man, this guy's legit. Look at this. Yep. What? Played and in the he's CFL. Gonna be, he's gonna be here? Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Oh dang. Let's that is gonna be cool. It. No. Shut up, John. Pay your forty dollars <laughs> and support the NAACP. Right? Fair enough. Uh Friday, February twenty eighth. JC Peeps Day up on the hill. Yes. So oh, who's coming? Cool. You uh, you coming? This will be at the Utah State Capitol. Yes. We're we're I partner we're partnering with Alliance for a Better Utah. What? Katie Matheson and the Katie and the Matheson folks at ABU have agreed. Chase? Yeah. 
We've what? already got some people coming out. This is gonna be good. Yeah. So like, uh, nice. we're gonna be we're gonna meet up at ten. And Katie messaged me today and said that Mitt Romney will be addressing. Shut your mouth. The <gasps> the legislature that day. Oh my god. So we picked a good one. Please tell me we'll get to meet Mitt. I don't care to meet Mitt, but he'll be there speaking. Wow. Yeah, you could go up there and shake his stupid hand, man. <laughs> shake his stupid hand. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, care, I, I care a little too. You know, he was a boxer. I'll That's punch true. him. He fought Evander Holyfield. He fought Evander Holyfield, yeah. Heavyweight champion. Dude. I forget that. You forget that too. He was a fighter, John. I forget that. Yeah. So he will be there that day, but uh, Katie's going to be there and the folks from Alliance for a Better Utah. We're probably going to meet at the cafeteria at 10 a.m. Nice. that day. And then we're going to kind of go through some stuff, and then we will... Is there somewhere, like, are we posting this somewhere where, like, I can find more information on this? Yeah, or is... it's on Facebook. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know, I'm not on Facebook. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard. That sucks, for, that sucks, sucks for you. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> but I will, once we get closer to the John, date... John, you had the day off. I know. So you're going to be there. I'm probably just going to be on Facebook. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dig at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm going to, the day... I've learned that you can't. They don't put up the schedule for the committee meetings until the day before. So yeah, those watch. Guys don't want to be committed to having to go to any meetings. Yeah. So the day before, we will we will choose uh, what committee meeting we're gonna sit in on, and then we'll probably sit in on uh, floor time for both the House and the Senate. We'll see, uh, and we'll do some we'll do some citizen lobbying. So when you get ready, uh, bring up a couple of bills that you want to talk to your legislator about, or you know, do some research on a bill that you want to inc- encourage your. <gasps> Do I have to dress nice? Like, what's the dress code here? Business can casual. I bring, can I bring like a sign? It's uh, really about signs your own discouraged. Personal standards. Did yeah, you say sign is dis- discouraged. Yeah, I don't think they'll let you have a sign oh, in the, in the damn gallery. It. But uh, but yeah, air horn. No. God damn it. No, absolutely not. But they can't stop you from making that air horn. I mean, you'll get away with it like once. What is uh yeah when uh Lou Shirtliff right when she gets introduced will be like every time she speaks. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably meet up with Lou Shirtliff while we're up there. That was the Kingmaker said that in the event. He's like, "Hey, you should meet up with Lou Shirtliff." I was like, "Yeah, we should." That's cool. Try and meet up with her and uh, and chat, dude. That's exciting. So we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a day on the hill, man. It's gonna be awesome. Day on the hill. JC, I'll bring a sack lunch and everything. You can just There's buy lunch in the cafeteria. It's delicious. Sack lunch. No, okay. we're not we're not going that. We're not splurging that much. Okay. All right. Uh, so as always, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, join the forum, Junction City Podcast. Uh, we have we can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all Junction City Podcast. Actually, our Twitter handle is Junction City Pod. Are you doing anything on Twitter, John? I thought that you were saying that you were going to start doing stuff on Twitter. Nope. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not <laughs> okay, doing dick. Cool. Uh, we're we've got YouTube's uploaded or YouTube's. We got videos uploaded on YouTube. Junction search search for us at Junction City Podcast. We got uh, some. We got some behind the scenes stuff up there, so you got to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I like to do behind the uh, or during the during the breaks. Uh, we got a little teaser stuff that we'll start putting up. You can find uh, links to Ashley and Katie's uh, organizations on our show notes uh, at junctioncitypodcast.com. We have a Patreon. Yep, and uh, we got we got incorporated this week, so we. Junction City Podcast will now live under the auspices of Deep State Media. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. And so we're getting a bank account this week, and uh, you can give some money into that, and we'll start doing some local journalism. Nice. Um, you can rate us, right, John? Hell if I know, man. Where are they going to rate us at? <laughs> oh, he's, dude, he's so checked out. Yeah, he's now. mailing he's it in. Like, he's, he's mailing it in. John. He, he knows exactly. He sat through many of Shane's tirades. 
Oh, we do miss Shane. We need to get him back. If you rate us five stars, we get seven people to rate us five stars in the next week. We will have Shane back on for next Sunday. We'll Guaranteed. We'll make a concerted effort to get Shane back we'll on the make show. A concerted <laughs> effort. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. That's that it. it. Yeah, John, and like we say every week, all politics is local. Oh, we switched it up there. That was fun. We did. We did switch it up. Felt weird.